0: But I was going to Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, but I was going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converter.
1: Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, power converter. Hello, and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters, talk about X-Wing, and somehow all our power converters got routed to Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia somehow. Wonder how that turned out for them. But hey, let's talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt.
2: I'm Doug Howe. And I'm Alex Smiddle.
1: and we've got some news and discussion for you. But uh, first, uh, hey, uh,
0: anything interesting happened lately, guys? No,
2: it's been a really uneventful couple of weeks. Nothing pretty down two weeks. Yeah, like I think the whole country has just been silent for about two weeks.
1: Yeah, nothing in the news cycle at all. Yeah. Uh, X-wing related stuff has happened. We've got some. uh, We got at least one new ship to talk about. We've had uh, a couple tournaments, but. Other than that, uh, what have us three been doing? We've had our weekly Among Us game, but what else has been going on, guys?
0: Uh, preseason for League starts tomorrow for Season 11. Um, that's a future yeah. thing, but that'll be exciting. Lots yeah. of changes in League coming up. Um, I'm assuming you're
1: talking League of Legends.
0: Yes, yeah. League of Legends. Okay, I was trying to think, of, like how many leagues do we have? <laughs> uh, otherwise, I don't think there's been much going on in my life.
2: No, I played a lot of X-Wing for two weeks and a lot of Diablo 2 still. Enjoyed that. Good,
1: good. I've yeah. been back on my Fallout seventy six and still trying to write an RPG setting, so it's been pretty much uh staying in the same gear for the last two weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I can't think of anything big that changed in my personal life.
1: Uh, or personally. Of... Yeah.
0: or <laughs> my personal. Or really, but that's kind of unrelated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's for Tashi Station After
0: Dark. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. Come smooth jazz, dim lights, Tashi Station
2: after dark. It's got what you need. I will not be there. <laughs> uh,
1: I will. <laughs> on X-Wing news, uh, we finally got to the top cut of the Militant Casuals Jank Tank tournament after the longest round five in
0: history. How long has this tournament been going on? When? What month did this tournament start in?
1: Uh, July 19th is Jesus. when the first round started. It's a nice, uh, easy 4
2: like months tournament. I was like ten years ago. <laughs> four <laughs> months for, you're on your sixth round of, of X-Wing. Like... <laughs>
1: And again, I've been frustrated about this, but understandably, most of the players are in California and they've had to deal with multiple fires, rolling brownouts, mandatory evacuations. So it's been uh, a little uh, hectic for a lot of folks. And it seems to be that each time... Uh, Each round, we've had all the Californians matched up with the non-Californians in varying combinations, so it's been kind of random. I did make the top eight cut as the number two overall player, and, uh, well, number three, sorry, there were two undefeateds, and so I had my uh, top eight game. I, again, was flying that completely random uh, Separatist Jank squad against a list I was kind of terrified about because uh, it actually looked like a list I thought someone had built and not jank. It was uh, a resistance list. Uh, Kaz in the fireball with a Predator, R1J5 and targeting computer. A Red Squadron Expert T70 with afterburners and plasma torpedoes. And then Ronith Blario, Rose Tico and BB-8. So a five ship list, pretty good in a random tournament.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Ronith Blario... It has a blank pilot ability in this list, but he's still an r z two a wing, which is always good. Uh, Rose is just a beast. Rose is an under twenty six points for an i three with her I get to reroll all the time ability.
2: Yeah, like it's, the only reason Rose isn't the far and away number one pod is because Finn exists like true. Mm-hmm. Rose is an absolute insane value.
1: Rose is really good. Uh, BB eight uh, that the fact that uh, BB eight has calculate instead of focus really worked against him. Uh, there, uh, I did manage to pull out the win in that one. So I made the top four, but it was a back and forth fight. Uh, you know, my opponent, Joe was incredibly, uh, fun, thankfully on Vassal because, uh, as most, a lot of players are out there with, uh, families and kids on Vassal, you don't have to worry about time and you can give that, can you give me five minutes? I got to put my kid down. Two rounds yeah. later, can you give me another ten minutes? My kid got back up again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the advantages Vassal has is that it, you're always playing in basically like turn-based mode. Right. So, but uh, it was uh, a lot of fun. I'm still in it, so that's yeah.
2: Congrats the, on making the top four. Yeah, indeed, it's uh, the best you I've done in a
1: tournament mean, in a while. That that uh, no, too. no, I take it back. I made top four at the uh, the last in-person tournament we were all at. Yeah,
0: that was three years ago. <laughs> it, feels it feels like, like it. It.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> oh well,
0: man. On the bright side, it's not going to end anytime soon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we, we've got more time for these. Uh, also, speaking of tournaments, the Coruscant uh, Open, the finals to the Gold Squadron podcast, Fly Better System, not System. Galaxies. galaxies, that's what they're calling it. The galaxies final. Basically, let's be honest, since we're not bound by anything, this is our equivalent of worlds that we weren't able to have, uh, such as it is. And uh, Doug, you actually got to fly in that. How'd it go?
2: Uh, yeah, it uh, it went pretty well. Uh, I did make the cut. I made it the top 32. Uh, I got knocked out in the top 32, but uh, I had a, a really great uh, day one. I had a couple of firsts happen in the tournament. Um, in second edition, I've never tabled anybody in a tournament, and I did it twice. So that was pretty crazy. Uh, and then I also had a game go to Final Salvo, um, which... Uh, Shout out to uh, Will H- Will Hagwood from the Gold Squadron podcast. That's who I went to a final salvo with. Uh, we were both running Imperial Aces. Uh, for those that don't know, I did end up running the list I talked about last time, which was Seven Sister with Supernatural and Ion Missiles, uh, Whisper with Passive Sensors, fifth brother, and Suntier with Predator. That's like 194. Um, but I hit uh, Will, who had Vader, Suntier, and Grand Inquisitor, and a deeper bid. Uh, So that was a a crazy back-and-forth game. Um, Like, I took off Vader for one shield on Whisper, so I I felt like I was really far up. And then he uh, positioned really well and burned it down, and it got down to a two-health Whisper versus a one-health Soontir and one-health Grand Inquisitor. And I caught him with a K turn and picked off Soontir without dying. And then the turn that I cleared my stress, we traded range two shots, and I killed Grand Inquisitor, and then he killed me back. So we went straight to final salvo. It was a uh, crazy, crazy game. But uh, nice. Uh, One other shout out, shout out from the tournament. Uh, I played against uh, Green Dragoon, who is uh, probably known from the FFG forums if you peruse Big those. Big contributor
0: but... on the FFG forums.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, right. but he uh, he listens to the podcast. So thanks, man. Yeah. I don't I don't know why, but I appreciate it. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was also an Imperial Ace matchup where he had a deeper bid. And it was another one where uh, instead of dancing around each other and, you know, taking pot shots, we just instantly entered a huge scrim and everything blew up. And I felt like I was doing rel- doing really well. And then he PS killed Whisper and Seven Sister on the same turn. And uh, it uh, turned south quick. Hey. But yeah, so it, it was a really, really, really good time. Uh, all of my opponents were fantastic and uh, very happy.
1: Good, good. Now, the biggest thing about this was we saw the Nantex points change affect this, where a a number of people rode the uh, six Nantex Boogeyman all the way to uh, their invites, and yet that list suddenly got chopped off at the knees. Uh, How much did that change really affect the meta? What uh, list did we not expect to see, and uh, how'd it go? Uh,
2: I don't think it actually changed the meta that much, because it was only a week before the tournament. I think a lot of people, myself included, just ran what they were going to run anyway, um obviously nantex weren't very prevalent but um
1: there were only four lists
2: yeah
0: i think if you just take the previous meta from the Galaxy tournaments and just remove all of the six nantex lists it'll be the same meta
2: yeah uh i would say the one thing you saw a little bit more of at least two successful is the low initiative swarms uh obviously the the winner was um charlie uh from south africa who had a uh aggressor swarm with a Mm -hmm. sloan reaper Uh, and i know there was I think another one in the cut and then another one that was like thirty fourth, like just bubbled out. Uh so that was a pretty popular list. Yeah. Aggressors, uh, then, who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean the, they were having good performances in galaxies. Uh,
0: I think but he's they had a our, our Imperial episode where we talked about how yeah. the aggressor was a sleeper hit.
1: We, we did say that. Now, all we said during that episode was if the points come down just a little and we saw the points come down for the Sinar Fleet Specialist and Dorsal Turret at the same time.
2: Yeah. Which I think the big thing with up. it is uh, so Sloan Swarms have always been, like, bubble really good, uh, but you only ever really got four ships with the Sloan Carrier. This gets you a fifth ship, and they all have uh, better 180-degree arcs, because they're the front and side arc, and mm-hmm. technically they can rotate the turret. Um, but so you have a ton of arc coverage, and you have five ships, and you throw them all in front of the Sloan Carriers, they have to kill one of the aggressors first, and then Sloan starts triggering, and uh, yeah, it's definitely a definitely a really solid list. Mm-hmm. Um, like, also, uh, I got knocked out by a uh, Niels Voss, who was the finalist uh, at Mustafar, yes, and he was running the exact same list: the six I ones, four or four six, two with tractor beam, two with ion cannon, and then two fangs. Uh, and ah, that's another yeah. another really good list that would probably be pretty oppressed by uh, the the spam techs.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, now we've been calling that the OctorCon list, and I know Octor has uh, flown that to great success. Did he come up with that list, or?
2: I I don't know who it actually. It's really. The... It's
0: hard to know with the online tournaments and stuff. Yeah. I know Octor
2: was running a different Scum Swarm that had like HLC six yeah. in it, and
0: yeah,
1: he, he changed it up a bit, but that's yeah. uh, that's been really prevalent. Now, Fon uh, Longalon of the Netherlands uh, was the second place finir- finisher, and he he stuck with the Nantexes. Uh, he downgraded to the Stalgas and Hive Guards, the Initiative Three, brought five of them with Crackshot, and a naked trade union bomber. Uh and again, he he he's Fawn Longalon. He did amazing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I mean, uh,
0: he could put a gen tank list in Fawn's hands and he'd do really well.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. And and I do still think that list is really good. Like you did lose a Nantex, but you got a, a hyena, which isn't useless. Um and then you lost an initiative, but the I-4 was never a huge deal. Like, I- I-3 is pretty much just as good. Uh, there are a couple of other chassis like, that the generics can now meet them instead of being behind mm. still. Uh, but none of those are popular ships anyway. So I-, I think in terms of the list strength, it did lose some power, obviously. Like, you, the six of them and being able to have Predators and still having a bid was a really big deal. But uh, I think it's still a really good list. Mm. And obviously right. he flies it exceptionally well.
1: All right. Well, uh, did you happen to see any of the other new ships, the uh, HMP, the Lot, the Brute? Uh, make uh, I there? played
2: against an HMP, which was my second, my first loss in Swiss uh, before my loss to Green Dragoon. Uh, it was a, just a droid swarm, but he had an HMP with Kraken on it, uh, which was pretty solid. Um, okay. Yeah, he just kind of hung it in the back, and he didn't have repulsor stabilizers on it, so it was just a regular moving ship. But it had that big 180-degree arc and carried Kraken around and was beefy and hard to kill. And uh, he flew really well. Um,
0: yeah, that kind of thing is actually pretty good against a low damage output list like yours.
2: Yeah, it's. HMP is sure. also the cheapest uh, attack relay carrier, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, you can throw it on the. There's is the it... one bomber that can take it. Well, Yeah, oh, but I'm pretty say, sure that bomber's yeah, still more expensive. It, it, than the, the 37. Lab,
0: that... uh, yeah, the, the cheapest Belblab. The Fethan Outlaw. Okay,
2: that's true. A Fethan Outlaw is, is two points cheaper. But yeah. uh, you're. Your five you're health on a two a agility yeah. really suffers from having calculate versus eight health yeah. on one agility, mm-hmm. and um, and the one hundred and eighty degree arc is really nice with the swarm.
1: Exactly, you're uh-huh. you're not just a, a support ship. You can actually deal
2: out some right, and like there.
0: you can two pop a bellabab. It can happen. Yeah, um, it's really hard to two pop an H an eight health ship.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and its dial is much more similar to droids, so it flies with the swarm a lot easier. Um, like I, am not saying that a Feathen would be terrible in that that list, but I think the HMP fit in well.
0: Yeah, I think it was a good uh, choice. Okay.
2: Uh, I didn't play against any resistance. Oh, I did, but not with new stuff. Yeah, um, we,
0: we did
1: see some of the new A-wings. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: and there's no reason we shouldn't have.
2: Yep. And then I know there were a couple uh, brute lists that made the cut. You um,
0: almost brought a brute list.
2: I almost brought a brute list, but I, I chickened out and took double repositioning aces instead.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Based on my matchups, it uh, I think I made the right choice.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, something that's definitely worth noting, that the finals came down to uh, Charlie Clote of South Africa and Longo out of the Netherlands. How cool is it that X-Wing, unlike a lot of other sports with a quote-unquote world championship, we've seen like our last, what, eight champions at the world's level be from non-U.S. countries?
2: Well, there's only been like
0: eight worlds.
1: Well, well no, because you had, uh, exactly what I was saying, you have... Uh, you have you know, manned... Uh, uh Nandu-
0: Justin Foix, uh, um the two Braishes, Yeah, Simeon uh, Harry, uh, The Delinas, uh, yeah.
1: And then uh well then Paul. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul American, Paul and uh Doug Kinney.
1: Doug Kenny, yeah. Doug, he's the one I always forget. That's right. Yeah. He was
0: the very first. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so half of the official world championships have been won by um non American players, which is neat. Yeah, um, which I
1: think that's, that's really cool that uh, we're part of a community that is legitimately worldwide. And a lot of times, because most of our coverage of any kind of sports, be it esports or things like that, is so US-centric that seeing a truly worldwide game and hobby is just so great.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. I would like to caveat that I personally don't consider this to be a Worlds. like. Uh, yeah. I would well, put it more on like a system open level accomplishment like it's it's, it's, the, it's the
1: time frame of world we would yeah. normally be having worlds right now <laughs> yeah
2: i get it and i really appreciate what Dio yeah. did and it was it was fantastic but absolutely I, I, he mentioned that there were like 700 unique players across all the galaxies which is great Uh, But that's still nothing compared to the size of, you know, the actual x community. Oh, giant
0: system opens
1: and things like that, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, like um, the British
0: system open pulls
2: 400-plus people every year. Yeah. Alone.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, God, can you imagine trying to do that on tabletop.to? We'd blow the server up. Yeah,
2: (laughs) and that's to take nothing away from Charlie or Fawn or anybody else in the cut. Like, it was still a tough field, and they all played, you know, remarkably well. Um, I was just watching from my couch at home,
1: and I can say almost every single streamed game was a world's quality game.
2: I haven't gotten to watch the stream games, obviously. But
0: uh... I just watched Doug's games from over his shoulder. <laughs>
1: like I said, the stream games were world quality. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> important. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Should have been me. That's not true. It should not have been me. Yeah.
1: Uh but speaking of the Heralds of Hope, we saw those A-Wings do pretty well. Uh in uh Sefton Vanek, the one who has uh does anybody the, actually know the
2: other I five? The
1: other, yeah, he's, his 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 pilot ability. He's
0: is tally an I-5. with a worse pilot ability. Yeah, is yeah, isn't it that it wins boost. After he performs a
2: boost, he may assign an evade or give his evade token to a friendly ship, or he's zero to one.
0: So evade,
1: red boost, and hand off the evade. So you now have no mods.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's the other I five. That's the entire yeah, point. Yeah, look, to he, I-5. Can, he
0: literally could have a blank pilot ability. Yeah,
2: the thing is, is, neither he nor tally pay for their pilot abilities. They're just paying for yeah. initiative. They're so and, cheap. Like right.
1: A, you know, not like uh, ZZ, who doesn't fly like an A-Wing, as such. Because, pay enough uh,
2: are are Lulo? ZZ flies Lula,
1: like an A-Wing. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, ZZ, ZZ is the uh, get-your-mod all the time. ZZ should be the most expensive one, mm-hmm. but uh, Lulo, ZZ, yeah. who is just a, a cheaper uh, X-Wing, basically. And then uh, Merle Cobbett. Cobbett? Merle. Merle, Cobben. Who
0: is, yeah. Yeah,
1: Merle, who is the same cost as the cheapest generic and actually has a provisionally useful you're never going to try and make a trigger but when it does cool well
2: so what its I actual mean, use is is you put intimidation on him intimidation. and you block with yeah. him yeah and for the same reason soon is pretty good if he gets blocked because he almost does almost always have bullseye when you get blocked yeah. he's good if he blocks somebody because they almost always have bullseye on him
0: and then so, to,
1: merle blocking yeah. soon is kind of like a weird win-lose situation oh no it's a
2: win-win because you get to reduce his agility by two and that soon is dead as hell yeah. Oh, one agility seems to be see instead, no matter how many focuses he has.
1: Oh, Merle <laughs> reduces their agility. Okay. I thought Merle reduced their attack. Oh, no, 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 hey, no. No. Yeah, no. The
2: defender rolls. It's while well, a friendly ship at range zero, 02 performs a primary attack. If you are in the defender's bullseye, the defender rolls one fewer defense die.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: Okay. So you block with them with intimidation, and then they're down two agility against primary attacks, uh, which doesn't include the pockets that those lists were using, but it's still good. Like Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. You though. just
0: don't fire the pocket, so you can take two dice
2: into one agility. Yeah. We solved it. There you go. <laughs> or you fire the pocket because they're still down one agility from the intimidation. It depends uh, on the situation.
1: Well, uh, anybody can go to List Fortress and see what all was played. But for us, uh, what were the lists that we thought really stood out in the tournament? Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Brendan Morrissey, who I got to play in the Corona Renegades tournament. A uh, nice Australian chap who brought a uh, what they were calling a resistance salad uh, that Merle with intimidation and advanced targeting priority Finn with Heroic Optics and Perceptive Copilot, your beefy Finn. Uh, Rose with Crack Shot, which I've seen a lot of lately. And then two Red Squadron experts with Heroic, one of them having R6D8. Uh, and
2: uh, while you perform an attack, you may reroll a number of attack dice up to the number of friendly ships at range 0 to 3 that have the defender in their bullseye. Yeah.
1: That's so totally you get
2: Predator plus additional rerolls for each other ship that also has bullseye.
1: Yeah. So that's all. I mean, that's. A really good toolbox that's you know five ships that all of them have a purpose in the list. They all work together without depending on each other for synergy. I think that's pretty solid. I like it.
2: Yeah., uh, he made top eight, I think is where he got knocked out. Um, so obviously he flew it really well. I personally would have made a few different choices with like Agreed. upgrades and Agreed. um and stuff like that. but uh, it, the resistance jousting blocks are way better than people give them credit for. The oh, T70
0: geez. is the gold standard of
2: jousters, man. That along with Rose and Finn both being yeah. just absolutely absolutely amazing in terms of efficiency and you see Merle in there to to block stuff up and, and really lay the smack down. Um like the the list that I've been looking at along a similar vein, which I'll never fly because I don't fly jousters. But um <laughs> but it's uh instead of doing like the fat fin, I dropped a lot of upgrades from pretty much everybody, but then made the two Red Squadron experts um Bastion and Mimi. Uh, okay. which does lower your initiative a little bit but you have some passive mods built in that's actually uh,
1: very similar to the list that uh, greg brought to coruscant
2: yeah yeah um great so uh, greg. They, they each have their pros and cons either way like the the thing about resistance jesting lists is they do a deceptive high amount of damage and they are really really hard to kill
0: sure. uh, like t70s are a big part of that like seven yeah. health right. two agility is absurdly super tank.
2: and then especially if you look at this list your other options are in a wing which is notoriously hard to kill. Finn with Perceptive Copilot, which is ridiculously hard to kill, and Rose, who has f- built-in rerolls for every shot ever. Yeah. So, like, you have you have five ships that you're not going to take off the board easily.
1: Rose uh, is like micro FET. That's what she is. She's the tiniest boat. Yeah.
2: Rose is actually mathematically like better than X-wings. Yeah. Um, she's a little less survivable with three less health, but her offense is actually just as good because she always has full mods. Mm-hmm. Um, her ceiling is lower.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, right. But when you're talking about average
2: damage dealt, like indeed, she's indeed. pretty much the exact same as the next wing for 26 points. When like, she's
1: the uh, last ship on the board, she's very, very unhappy.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I think the big thing, yeah, you can take from this is that if you're if you want to build a jousting list with resistance, you should start with Finn and Rose. Whether you want to do the fat Finn or not is you know optional. But uh, like if you do just Finn with heroic and Rose, that's only 56 points. Like, that that's, you have so much left over
1: more than a good X wing. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, um, All right. so Yeah. Doug, very good list. And,
1: yeah, so Doug, what list uh, jumped out at you? Uh,
2: so XY is uh, known to be a, a crazy Swarm player. He always brings out like weird variants on stuff. Uh, and he brought back the Drea Swarm that hasn't been seen in, what, two years now? Yeah. Uh, he changed it a little bit, uh, but it's uh, Drea with Swarm Tactics, dorsal, dorsal Turret, and Shield Upgrade. And then five, six, two with auto with two with Tractor Beam, and one with HLC. <laughs> um
1: really strong this yeah. this was uh, one of the matches i saw on stream where he was using the swarm tactics to allow the tractor sick to shoot first yep, and if cause... it hit then everything else suddenly just turned into a massacre
2: yeah including so
0: is... drea herself yeah,
1: yeah this,
2: is... this is very similar to what knocked me out of of coruscant like he uh he trades the two fangs for an hlc sick andrea but Drea enables the entire list to give them much more heavily modified dice. And then mm. the HLC is probably a lot easier to line up whenever you can tractor beam people. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got a right assumption.
1: Oh, I um, didn't even realize thinking about that, dragging them with the tractor beam into the bullseye arc. That's right. But
2: uh, they can
0: then rotate.
2: They can't. <laughs> uh, but they'll be dead, so it won't matter. Uh, but the the big thing with Drea that hasn't really been utilized before now is that she's not primary attack only, which almost every uh force multiplying ship is mm-hmm. like how runners primary attacks only uh there are others that i can't think of uh the or sinker howl. sinker is primary attack only i'm pretty sure yeah um but but is not she's just any attack so uh now you're looking at this this tractor beam is now essentially focused predator every time that's a lot scarier oh. like that's that's a fully modified tractor beam coming at you right off the bat um same with you know the HLCs and the auto blasters. So th- I think this is a a really good variation on the six ship scum uh, swarms that we've been seeing a lot of.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that yeah, it it doesn't more have like the, uh, the quad six. jumpers that the original was known for, but
0: yeah, but uh... but it's got tractor beam six, which yeah. are mm-hmm. accomplishing the same thing. It's less Indeed. guaranteed, but it is a little more impactful.
1: Yeah. And you have a more survivable
2: ship that they're on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it is because they have four. Yeah, yeah. instead <laughs> of three like they used to. Mm-hmm.
2: And quad jumpers are deceptively squishy because they never have a focus token.
0: Unless you're my Zuvio, he always has a focus <laughs> token, and he never rolls blanks.
2: True. <laughs> we can only all aspire to be as good as your Zuvio.
0: I say the uh, crate. The two games I won, Zuvio never rolled a blank. The two games I lost, <laughs> Zuvio rolled blanks. <laughs> That's that, all I know.
1: It do be like that sometimes. So, uh, Alex, what's uh, jumped out at you from the Coruscant tournament?
0: The five A-wing list is dead. All hail four A-wings. <laughs> <laughs> um, the So both Nick Tobin and Marcel flew, if not the exact same variations of this list. Uh, it's the three non-Lulo I-5 A-wings, uh, Tally, ZZ, and Sefton with starboard slash heroic prockets and optics. And then Merle Cobbin with Intimidation, and at least one of them ran it with Optics, because I copy-pasted from List Fortress. But uh, it's a lot more offensive-based A-Wing list. Um, Three Prockets is a lot of damage. Um, It's just as hard to kill as it ever was. And then, as we talked about earlier, you've got the Merle reducing their agility by two.
1: The Merle is now just the Merle? The
0: Merle.
2: We've been watching, we watching
0: Walking Dead lately. Yeah. So. Merle.
2: <laughs> Merle. There's uh, an alt dark card in the making. <laughs> I think one really neat thing about this is that I think you can make arguments that there are really good 4, 5, and now 6 A-Wing centric lists yeah. for resistance. Because you can do Merle with Intimidation and 5 Blue Squadron Recruits with Starboard Slash, and that's 200 points even. Oh, and like, that's a ton of reduced agility with six shots coming. How out. How would you like yeah.
1: to never roll your full defense dice? Yeah, get, and then with.
2: and then you have the classic five a that you know is a known pain in the butt to deal with, and it's
0: still probably really good with uh, an yeah. extra I five now. Have, yeah, yeah,
2: now you can make Greer an I five instead and have three I fives, and and then you also have this four ship one that has a deep bid and three sets of rockets and is actually a super high octane offense or high octane alpha strike is probably what more accurate, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's really neat
1: and it's fun to watch at least so yeah
0: i hate a wings but i do like the list
1: yeah. <laughs> there you go the list so good it made alex actually praise a wings
0: well a wings they kill fangs and i like fangs so
2: i hate a wings on principle
1: but <laughs> that is true indeed
2: and who was who flew, flew those there uh, were Nick two Hilden of them right that's right and they both made top 4 is that right yeah, yeah they, yeah, yeah. The
0: they were the, they were the other halves of the top 4 <laughs>
2: yeah that's right so both of them got taken down by Swarms, which uh, for this specific type of four A-Wing list, doesn't, it, that's not too surprising. Like, these ones want to be in your face and kind of jousty, and that's not what you want to face. That's not what you want to do against Swarms.
0: Indeed. And I actually, in my experience playing Swarms against five A-Wings, um, you can usually block up the board enough to give them hard times. I've had good success with Swarms. in Yeah, that A-wing. makes sense.
2: A-Wing's relatively low damage output is a, a con <laughs> yeah. against a big ship count. Indeed.
0: That's the other reason why Swarms have a game against most ace lists, too, is the low mm-hmm. ship count. Or low damage, and the low ship count is hard against
1: yeah. Swarms. That was uh, Coruscant, so that was the wrap-up of the Galactic Qualifiers series thing. Uh, again, thank you very much to Dion Morales of Gold Squadron, to uh, Ryan Farmer of Flybetter, and everybody
0: and, who and worked... D. D Marshalled every single one of these. Yeah, yeah.
1: D. D Yoon who marshaled it, D. who severed the slings and arrows of outrageous claims mm-hmm. uh, and, and i think maybe, uh
2: nick sperry is the guy who runs all the background stream yeah, nick, stuff as or, a producer he, is, is yeah. he has
0: the cubs logo on his facebook profile picture because he popped up in people i may know oh so well I'm, never mind then I'm sorry nick make but make get out of here yeah. seriously <laughs> i don't oh. care if you're from chicago Ew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh but moving on to uh, official ffg acknowledged news uh, we've got our last ship in, uh, the wave, uh, good old Django Fett's Firespray. I believe you mean
0: the out. Hondo and expansion pack.
1: The, H- yeah, the, the Hondo that comes with a free ship. Uh, it is, of course, the, uh, fire spray class patrol boat. It is in every single manner, chassis-wise, identical to the one we've all seen. So we don't need to go into detail about the stat line and dial and actions. You've all seen a fire spray before, I hope. Uh, They're good at things. They are good at things. They are good at dang near everything. So real quick, it comes with uh, six pilots. You've got an Initiative 1 generic, the Separatist Racketeer. Uh, initiative 3, Boba Fett. Baby Boba is uh, not quite as cool as his grown-up self, but
2: he's
1: not bad. Uh, Zam Wessel, who may be in the running for most complicated pilot in the game.
2: Zambam. Clear winner of most complicated pilot game.
0: Yeah, most pilot
2: cards don't take three cards to get the <laughs> yeah. pilot Yeah, Exactly.
1: I don't think we've I don't think we've had a card this complicated since Thweek.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, we- definitely not since the late first edition cards that were I all like was the only 17 other- conditions if you meet yeah. them, win the game.
1: <laughs> and then of course, initiative six, good old Django Fett. Uh one of the things
0: that, that really interesting about this.
2: Yeah, but yeah, a lot of PP noises. Yes,
0: yeah. true. There were a lot of PP noises. Yeah, that HLC
2: Django Go Bird, I believe. What is. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. Yes.
0: That's so, him. Separatist What's
2: Pilot
1: gets kids? an initiative six Pilot.
2: Uh, uh, other than Sunfock.
1: Sunfog. Yeah. Okay, Well, technically. he one
2: <laughs> kept winning. A bunch You're of on guys. the wrong podcast to try and say Sunfock's not a real pilot.
1: Okay, he's a real pilot, but. <laughs> Other than you, weren't you trying to say that Sunfock wasn't making as big of an impact as everybody thought?
2: Yeah, he didn't make as big of an impact as everybody thought. He still That's had success. Big enough impact. <laughs>
1: exactly. We talked about that today. But one of the neat things is that a lot of the cards uh, that come with this expansion are usable by both the Separatist and Scum faction, that being the Django Fett crew, Zam Wessel crew. Boba Fett Gunner and the new Slave One title, which is uh, kind of interesting. We'll get into that a little bit later. But more importantly, uh, one beloved character makes his appearance finally. And uh, we're going to all talk about at least one card we found useful in this expansion, or not useful, but interesting, uh, that we're really kind of looking forward to. Alex, why don't you take us off with the one we're all waiting for?
0: Hondo. Okay. Hondo. So, Hondo. Hey, one of the best characters in all of Star Wars. True. Finally, excellent. Take B, he can go in any faction. That's dope. That's what I'm here for. Is he the first uh, uh, unique character that is Bo-shek all in, available? Bo-shek in one, right? Oh, in
1: 2.0, yeah, he, he's the new Bochekin, but cooler.
0: Hopefully, <laughs> um, he's either actually going to be broken or terrible. We're not sure, um, but he lets you choose two ships that are range one to three of Hondo's carrier that are friendly to each other. Um, you coordinate to one of them and jam the other, ignoring range restrictions. Um, so basically, if you choose your own ships, you jam one to coordinate another. Or if you're choosing enemy ships, you let them take a, uh, an action of their choosing to jam a different ship. Um, the big thing is it opens up a lot of
2: possibilities to yeah, everything. He's such an unknown element, man. Like, like a one but... to three coordinate is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, now any faction with a ship with a crew can bring a range one to three coordinator with the caveat if you have to jam some other ship you don't care about in your list true
2: yeah i think the big thing with him at first glance from uh, using him for your team perspective is you want a high ship count yes Like you, you don't oh, want I him do. in a three ship list where yeah, you have to jam one of your important hand. ships every or turn. four or five yeah. yeah yeah
1: because once you're down to hondo and one other ship he suddenly becomes you well ship. you literally like, can't
2: well, use well, him well you can yeah, use yeah.
1: him yeah. on enemy ships yeah, yeah yeah well, here's, you can't use on here's one of the other things if the coordinate fails, are you allowed to do the jam? Because it specifically says coordinate one of the chosen ships, then jam the other. So well, if The coordinate I say, can't
0: fail? Well, uh, no. yeah, I
2: believe according to the fact
0: the coordinate can't fail. Because uh, it's, it ignores range restrictions on the coordinate. Right, so but the thing
1: I'm thinking of is, what if I choose a stressed ship and say, I'm going to coordinate that ship? Is that allowed?
2: I thought in the rules reference they clarified that... You still coordinate to them. They then just yeah, fail. They just can't the perform. perform ah, okay. Yeah. So, um, oh, which God. is the all... same
0: as if a coordinated action fails.
2: Yeah. So the only way it would fail would be if you only have one ship in range, one or, to or trying. Which to means you can't even range. take the hondo action. Right, which means yeah. your hondo action fails. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay.
1: All right. That that clears it up. Yeah, I so, could be
2: wrong, but I'm fairly certain they clarified that. I'll check while you guys are talking.
1: Yeah, Alex, do you think this is going to be more popular for coordinating a friendly ship or jamming an enemy ship?
0: Um. Both? Which of
1: these, which of these excites you more?
0: I mean uh for me coordinating friendly ships is um the f- first thing that comes to mind for me because there are a lot of fact like there are a lot of factions where a coordinator is either pretty meh as a ship like the escape craft
1: you scum the first thing that comes to mind
0: well i must i'm a, I mainly play scum <laughs> but uh right, so or sorry, like...
2: to clarify- clarify really quick uh it's the chosen ship may perform one action and the coordinate only fails if no valid ship is chosen.
1: Okay, there you go. Yep. So a stressed ship is a valid target for coordinate.
2: Correct.
0: Second thing here. But uh, that actually makes it really nice for jamming enemy ships because you can always just coordinate the
2: stressed ship or stressed ship is mm-hmm. the word or yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: And then jam out at range three. That's
0: really good. Yeah. And uh like A, yeah, the control off of Rangster jams is really solid. Um and if you have to give a TIE fighter a second green token to jam soon tier, you're gonna do it every time. Mm-hmm. And uh as far as the coordinating stuff goes, you can put it on a lot of ships that are better chassis than the dedicated coordinators, but still don't need their actions as much, so can spend their time coordinating, like the cheap Landos Falcons or mm-hmm. um Nom Lum and the Jumpmaster, or a Lambda, or quad a jumper
2: left. even potentially or
0: a quad jumper yeah or a U wing a, a they have coordinate but a u-wing um now to range three and or jamming out to range three makes it a really solid piece and there's it's a lot white interesting... coordinate
2: instead of a red one
0: indeed there's a lot of interesting places it's just the options that hondo opens are pretty unfathomable at this point
2: yeah <laughs> yeah the, the only thing we really don't know that it the jam could end up being like so the jam to yourself could end up being more impactful than you want it to be and the coordinate to the enemy ship could be more impactful than you want it to be. Like Indeed. It's it's such an unknown element that it's hard to say for sure how useful it'll be. I, I don't think it'll be useless by any means, uh, but it might be a much more even trade-off than it seems like it would be on paper.
1: So, yes, one of the first things I actually thought of was combining this, uh, putting Hondo on something cheap like, say, a Resistance Transport, like Rose, mm-hmm. and then using the Heralds of Hope version of Poe to allow Rose to coordinate, do the Hondo thing, and then immediately take a red focus afterwards so she's
2: still got mods. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So being uh, I to... think your bigger problem is you're taking Heroes of Hope Poe at that point. But uh... ah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, his ability is similar to in every other round, you know, kind of like a coordinate, because you're giving someone two yeah,
2: options but he's only two less than current Poe, and current Poe gets to do it to himself every single turn.
1: Which is true. I mean, and that, that's just it. If you're, you know, obviously original recipe Poe is kind of treated as a lone wolfy ace type and extra crispy Poe is cheaper. And if you, I uh, think the there caveat might be- there
2: is the cheaper isn't cheap enough. I don't think Yeah, it's like, not
0: cheaper. It's not cheaper enough.
2: Yeah. like yeah. Poe is still like new Poe is still five points more than the next cheapest. Uh, mm. You know, he's still 10 points more than nine numb. Oh. Or Lomasti. Like that is he is true. he is an expensive ship still.
1: As he should be with that ability. So Alex, just a uh, ballpark guess with absolutely nothing to realistically compare it to. Ten points you're ten. saying? Yep. I wouldn't yep. I wouldn't argue with that.
2: I definitely think I it should start I there. Totally whether,
0: start it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I have no idea what it should cost, but that's why I would say ten.
0: Yep, like, I'm gonna start it at ten.
2: Yeah. Like, so ten is expensive enough where I'm like, I don't know if I should put this in any list just cuz. Which, but
0: if it's four, you're putting Hondo in every list. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. And and ten might be undercosted. Like he might just be, it might be. bonkers. <laughs> but, range uh, three
0: coordinate might be good enough, and range three jam on opponents might be good enough that he should cost 15. We have there's nothing that we can compare him to.
2: Yeah. If the if Django's life one taught us one thing or did one thing correct, it's there are multiple upgrades in this pack where I have no idea how to appropriately cost it. The other one we'll get to later.
1: <laughs> Indeed. All right well uh let's go ahead and jump right over to doug what is the uh ship you or card you find most uh...
0: spoilers Uh,
2: i went with jango which is the boring choice but uh he's an i6 fire spray which is something we've never experienced and And uh, hopefully never will yeah well Well, we're going to (laughs) he's coming out like (laughs) so his ability is uh while you defend or perform a primary attack if the difficulty of your revealed maneuver is less than that of the enemy ships you may spend one of the enemy ships results to a change one of the enemy ship's results to a blank result i was like spend um, an enemy's yeah. result I'm so in." that sounds amazing so yeah his ability is fantastic if you can trigger it uh it's another a little bit of an unknown element how often that will happen um it's a little reliant on what you're playing against so like for example if you're playing against soon tier you're never going to trigger jango's ability because he's doing a blue every turn um but if you're playing against a lat, you'll probably trigger it every turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of that aside, he's an I six fire spray, and we already know the fire spray is a good chassis. Um,
0: he could probably have a blank pile ability and be
2: playable. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, like he's he's really and if you're triggering his ability ability constantly, that's that's such a powerful effect. Uh, like you're you're looking at being way tankier while it's triggering on defense and doing a lot more damage on offense. Because on offense, you essentially just have crack shot while it's yep. triggering. And uh, they,
0: and as long as they don't have an evade, you have crack shot.
2: Yeah. Um, as long as they don't have an evade and only rolled, and rolled zero blanks.
0: <laughs> and yeah, five yeah. eighths of the time, <laughs> you still have crack shot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then while he's defending, uh, I guess you'd have like Grievous would be the closest comparison. Like you're just canceling a hit, essentially. Yeah, you have, an evade, you have an evade. Yeah. Evade okay. token, yeah,
1: that's you, good. Yeah, You have one sensor jammer
0: now, because that changed it to an I. This yeah. changes it to a blank. You mm-hmm. can't focus back. You have oh, a you have really a one right.
2: evade is what you have essentially, okay. where it can it can over block. It's one point yeah. reinforce. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's,
2: what what forward. Forward.
1: that's what we're all thinking of. But yeah, I think again the fire spray is a known good quality. You know, good ship just out there at initiative six. I'm excited. Yeah. All it's I can this? say
2: for sure is thank God that the scum slave one is scum only because.
1: That would be oh, disgusting
2: on this Django. Like, it
1: absolutely would.
2: Yeah, like yep. now he can just dial in one base every time and change his mind later because he's I six and always awesome. have a blue dialed in.
0: Thanks, that Marauder is also Marauder Han Gunner also scum.
2: Yeah, yeah. And like, there's a lot of scum crew that are like decent on Boba Fett that would be amazing on him. Like L three would be really good to make his blues yeah, better. Yeah, buddy. Um, stuff like that. So, either way, I think Django will be really good. Uh, I. Do you think he'll be cheaper than Boba Fett? That could be wrong, but...
0: Controversial! Yeah,
2: so he is I6, and his ability is good, but his ability cannot trigger, and it's up to the opponent whether it triggers or not. And uh, Boba Fett's ability is just always on all the time, and we know how amazing it is. It's essentially force in but, terms of uh, effectiveness. Can't
0: your opponent choose not to be range 1 of Boba Fett?
2: I mean, if they're I6 and are maneuverable, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, yeah, I, I don't think he'll be a lot cheaper. Like, I would guess a very high 70s to low 80s. Um, or he could okay. still be Boba Fett priced or even more expensive. I don't know. But I, don't he's think, good. I don't think it's going to be more expensive. Five to
0: six is usually a big jump. Like, when you yeah. look at Tarok to Fenrir, that's a 12 point
2: difference. Yeah.
1: Um, well, but... to be fair, you are also looking at a very, very powerful ability on Fenrao as well. Yeah. Whereas Django's ability compared to Boba's is not
2: as good.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, like, Cath is... So, yeah,
2: like, Cath or Emon are 71 and 72, so that's a, a 14 and 15 point jump up to Boba to go one initiative. So that's definitely... He's definitely paying points for his ability there, mm-hmm. more than just his initiative, which is why I think Django will be a little cheaper. Um,
0: it's also cross-faction, um, so who
2: knows? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You have to put it in context with Separatists who have a bunch of super cheap efficient ships, so he might be expensive because of that.
1: Right, there are, for example, Django... Uh, There is, well, getting into the card that interests me here, is the Slave 1 title that comes with this. Uh, I guess we're going to call it Slave 1 Separatist version, which states, while you perform a front arc attack, if you are in the defender's rear arc, which is the same as if you are behind the defender, you may change one hit result to a crit result. Not all that powerful, but it also adds a gunner slot. Now, currently in Separatists, there's only one gunner uh, that's exclusive Separatists, and he's not even exclusive, that being Boba Fett. Uh, so you can put generic gunners such as Veteran Tail Gunner, uh, still suppressive, gunner. suppressive Gunner, uh, things like that, none of which are really lighting the world on fire. But I think this opens up space. Uh,
2: I say one thing to consider, though, is Suppressive Gunner is now giving people depletes before they fire because he's I-6.
1: Okay, that there you go. I will give that one to it. But the thing I really, like about man, it is
0: we looked at it on Lando with the Falcon yesterday, yeah. and we're like, I-4 is probably too low. <laughs> and then, yeah. boom, I-6 with the gunner side.
1: But the fact that this is also uh, Fire Spray only, but Separatist or Scum, that this may be a cheaper... We don't know the points yet, and I would guess... It's going to be, be cheaper. Like I would, yeah, I would guess... Uh, Four points because you're adding a gunner slot, which, especially in Scum, is very good. But the ability is you're a
2: worse grass. Okay, uh, uh, to, if it's four points, it's a garbage title, and you should never take it. Marauder no. is six. Slave The current Slave 1 is five, and it has an actual ability along with the gunner slot. So we have harassed you so much about marksmanship. This
1: yeah, right. is and just marksmanship,
2: that, right. which is here, not worth thing. its one point.
1: I'm going to go out for something weird here, and I'm going to say this title will be costed differently in Separatist and Scum. Uh, because in Scum, you have options like Han and Dengar, who are but known the thing in- is,
0: four so, so, or the Marauder is six points in Scum. It gives the Gunner slot and has an actual ability. Right. Yeah. So Slave 1 has to be much cheaper.
2: Yeah, I think you're oversawing it a little, Matt. Like I, I think this is a one or two point title tops really okay yeah like you so the thing is adding a slot is nice but it's not actually that worth that many points because you still have to invest in the slot so like it gives you access to Han gunner but you still have to pay the 10 points for Han gunner and if you're willing to pay for Han gunner then the difference between like two or six points isn't that big of a deal on a on like a boba fett so the difference in the tile that you're taking is based on its ability and it doesn't have one so, like, if this is four points for scum, I'm taking Marauder every single time without question.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and I'm probably not putting on it on Sky S Fire Sprays either.
2: Yeah. Well, I think Marauder and Slave One are both scum only for. No, I just say I'm okay.
0: not. I'm not taking a title. Oh yeah, I see yeah. I mean, Boba
2: Fett Gunner is fine. Um, but yeah, I'm not paying four points to then be able to take Boba Fett Gunner.
0: Yeah, um, it, and it will
1: also depend on if we see other Gunners come out for the Separatists. Or-
2: yeah. Um. But
0: at all release, if it's more than two, I'm never using it.
2: Yeah, and I, I think there's a decent chance you just don't take it unless you're planning on taking Boba Fett or a Suppressive Gunner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I mean, it, hopefully it'll be really cheap, and then that's fine, because it gives, yeah. uh, it gives you the Gunner slot for a very small cost. And you do technically get an ability out of it. It's just not very good.
1: All right. And so we all kind of looked at these cards, and I think we all came to the same conclusion of what could be the sleeper hit for this expansion. And definitely, like we had just said, the most complicated card to come down in 2nd Edition yet, that being Zam Wessel, both as a pilot and a
2: crew card. Yeah. Uh, I
0: think... I think... Zam is really
2: good. I think so too, but the reason I'm voting sleeper pick is because (laughs) I think everybody thinks it's good, but also has no freaking idea how it actually practically works. I I
0: really think Zam crew is a really good way to give mods to ships for free.
2: Slash bonus attacks. But maybe? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So how this works is Zam, the pilot, has four charges of which when you uh, set up, you start out by losing two of them. So you, you start, start out with, with two charges. Two of four. Uh, and then Zam Crew has two charges, and you start out by losing both of them. So you start out at zero of two. And yeah. so what it says is during the system phase, you assign one of these two conditions as a secret condition face down to the ship. So you know what it is, but your opponents don't. And after you defend, you reveal that condition, and they will know whether it is, you should thank me, or you'd better mean business. So, you should thank me. After you defend, Zam Wessel recovers one charge, then you may acquire a lock on the attacker. If it's, you better mean business after you defend, you can spend two charges and Dengar just perform a bonus attack against that attacker. Uh, so it's it's
0: a gamble.
2: If uh, it in, is it is better than Dengar. You don't have to shoot at the same target. It's just you may perform a bonus attack. Uh, oh, no, he's no. talking no. the
0: after you defend on. You better be business. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just the, no, no. It's, it's but you better be business is against the attacker.
2: Oh, you better. Oh, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you were it's, still talking about. You should thank me.
1: No, so, so he was going my face. Yeah, those, those <laughs> are those are the, those are the after you defend. So if you are shooting at Zam she's either
0: going to get a lock on you or potentially shoot you. I mean, the only time that's not true is the, when she doesn't have any active charges and you shoot her when she has you better mean business, she gets nothing.
1: Right, there yeah. you go. Uh, but at the end of the engagement phase, if that card's still face down and you're in an enemy ship's firing arc, you can reveal it. If you reveal you should thank me, then you may spend two charges to perform a bonus attack. And then if... So basically, a core horn ability. If it's you, better mean business. If at the end of the engagement phase, no one shot at you, that card's face down. You're in an enemy ship's arc, so they could have shot at you but didn't. You can flip it over and recover two charges. So it's oh god, they're like it's a decision tree that looks like a Gordian knot almost.
0: And
2: yeah, so I think the simplest way to think of it is it's a mind game. Your opponent doesn't know whether they want to or don't want to shoot at you. Yep. Um. And it has the really weird. So I think I agree. with some of the crew is gonna be better than the pilot because the crew could go on somebody like Bosk. Who that's
0: where I'm looking at it, baby. Yeah. Like. <laughs> back.
2: Yeah. Somebody who who wants to shoot a lot, who wants the free mods, who's not dodgy at all. It doesn't mind sitting in people's face. Uh, Like fire sprays,
0: yeah.
2: Fire sprays are relatively tanky, but they prefer to dodge arcs. Like they Mm -hmm. like to use that back arc to get out of the way and fly past
0: people. Back arc, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, So I'm I'm not saying that the the Zamwessel pilot is bad. I just I do think the
0: yeah.
2: I do think the crew will be better. Um, The the weirdest thing that comes in is you have to understand the conditions really well to start with, uh, because you need to make sure you're making the, the correct choice every time. And then it becomes a question of, does your opponent understand the conditions well to guess which one you're using and then correctly play around it? Or like, can you force scenarios where uh, you have you'd better mean business down and they have to shoot at Zam Wessel, you know, take them off the board or whatever. And so you, you force them into giving you a bonus attack, things like that. And then on top of all of that, you have to manage your charges really well because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it spends two charges and then one of them does recover two, but one of them only recovers one, and uh, it's... The
0: one that recovers two requires you to be an arc and not be shot.
2: Yeah. While this is having a... that condition. It's such a complicated card. Um, or three cards, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's really neat. Uh, yeah. I think it's relatively balanced. Yeah. Uh, like it,
0: it, it probably will depend on how familiar your opponent is with it.
2: Yeah. So, in yeah. the Absolute Dream scenario where you pick, you'd better mean business every time, and then you perfectly get the, they attack you when you have charges, and they don't attack you when you don't, you're still only getting a bonus attack every other turn, which is a strong effect, but I don't think it's, like,
1: game-breaking. Yeah, I mean, uh, literally that's Corrin Horn's ability.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you still get to shoot on the off-turns, which is the big difference, but, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, I don't know. And, 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 again, it's, all of it's after you defend or you're in the firing arc, so arc dodging is actually unhelpful.
0: And one oh, thing about them you can think of <laughs> is if you put the crew on a low initiative ship, you can always just choose you should thank me. And if they shoot you, you get a target lock to shoot not them back yeah. with. But yeah, if they don't shoot point. you when you have charges, you can perform a bonus attack.
2: And yes, if you're sorry. Always, no, sorry.
0: say if you're always picking you should thank me on a low initiative ship, you're either getting a free lock when they attack you, or you're not spending charges yet, so you're spending them at the end if they don't shoot you.
2: Yeah, but then so if you're out of charges. And you pick you should thank me, then they should shoot at you and you won't or no, they should oh yeah. They should okay, not so, shoot at you and you won't get charged. Yeah, and you won't get two attacks. So like there's still times when you'd I want you better be business. Well right yeah. there,
1: if they choose not to shoot at you, you know, well, they're most likely gonna be shooting at another ship. But if you're their only choice and they choose to forego an attack,
0: that's still oh good yeah. For you.
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I wonder I wonder if this would be really good on like a trend ocean slaver then, since it's mm-hmm, a relatively low enough. initiative at I two. You're never yeah. charging. Yeah. You are but the thing is the like you're
0: starting with zero charges either way. So you're yeah. you're starting with you should thank me, which means they might not attack you on the first turn. Which means maybe you bring you better mean business so you can get both charges back right away. But they, they might you. attack you. Yeah. Yeah. First yeah it's so is mind, be the first hard- turn starting the charge train is going to be the hardest part because mm-hmm. you can't just dirl around at the back and get your charge. You charges gotta be in our they only recover course, if yeah. you're not shot at. Yeah. Or and our shot head.
2: All on the same vein, they're not going to recover when you disengage and come back around and stuff like that. Uh, it's uh, it's such a weird. I, I don't. I think it's good, but I, I, I don't know.
0: Uh, <laughs> and we'll this is the out. other card where I, I
2: have no idea what they're going to price this at. <laughs> Like The yeah.
0: pilot is probably going to be 80 ish cheaper than Boba Fett, but yeah. still i5. Yeah. Um, the crew could be anywhere from 4 to 20 points. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We yeah. just don't know. Yeah, I I would think, say
0: four is probably the low end.
2: I think it's cheaper than Hondo crew. Oh, well, oh definitely. It's, it's, can have, it's
0: harder to understand.
2: Yeah, and it can have zero value in a lot yeah. of circumstances. Yeah. Um, so so I it's think... yeah, I think that's the perfect sleeper card because uh I think a lot of people are gonna look at that and their eyes are gonna glaze over and they'll go, yeah. Nah, I'm not gonna worry about it.
1: There you okay. go. So Zam Wessel gets the official Tashi station seal of yeah.
0: I think it'll be a good card. I really do.
1: Yeah, it will. And with that, we actually do have a question from a listener that's been asked to us that we uh, wanted to answer on this podcast from Jeremy Blakely, who asks, we got the discussion on what jousting lists look like. What are the other types of lists? I heard control mentioned and bombers. What do all the other types look like? And what are the flying styles? Well, we've covered jousting and aces as archetypes and general concepts. Uh, so let's kind of go into two of the other terms we use a lot being control and support.
0: I want to come out with a caveat real quick while we're Mm -hmm. here. Support is not a type of list. No, it is absolutely not.
2: And in general, control isn't either. There are control lists, but not nearly as much as there were in like first edition. It's Mm -hmm. usually a control piece. Or a support piece. Yeah. Which
0: usually means your list is either some kind of hybrid or usually a jousting list that's less efficient.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, or lists, supports could have ace lists that have a support piece as well.
0: Lists pretty much fall into jester or ace list or like a fat turret, which are yeah. pretty rare in 2.0, but so um, is is gonna, are
2: the, these are going to find ships more than lists.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. And uh, so the way I look at it and guys, feel free to correct me on this is just how I'm kind of envisioning it. Control is where I get to, decide or affect what your ships get to do, whether that be by assigning you tokens like stress, ion, tractor, strain, or deplete, reducing your ability to modify your dice, or somehow negating your damage. Uh, An example, ion. Ion is probably the most common form right now. I deal ions to you. I have chosen where you go next turn. Uh, I assign stress to you. You don't get to take an action. Uh, Things like that. Control can often be—it's almost usually inherently defensive in nature. It restricts your opponent's ability to make the best out of their lists. In a kind of old, you know, it robs your opponent of some agency, their ability to make effective choices.
2: Yeah, I would also put bombing bombs in the control yeah, aspect don't as well. Control. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's. Controlling your opponent's dial because they're punished if they don't respect the... Exactly,
1: bomb. yeah. Bombs are a form of control, and when you can stack things like that, such as bombs plus Sabine Wren, hey, guess what? You might take damage and be tractored yeah. into the realm of another bomb that could eye on you.
0: I so, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh,
1: saying that there are a lot of elements that basically when... Uh, Magic the Gathering had a card in one of their unglued sets called Gleemax, which literally meant you get to take your opponent's next turn. It was kind of as a joke, oh, wow. the ultimate the ultimate control piece. It was meant for non-serious games. But sure. there are, uh, we mentioned a lot that there was a lot of times in 1st edition that you could run a straight control list. Cards like Tactician, where you shot at ships and just gave them stress. Yeah, uh the Stress, the stress
2: Hog. Yeah, yeah the, the Stress Hog. Uh,
1: West Jansen, stuff like that and uh, I flew a lot of those lists because I liked that kind of archetype, but I do acknowledge those are no fun to play against. You just It can make your opponent feel like they don't get to do what they spent time building a list to do, and that is so one of the reasons why you don't see this kind of ability as much in 2nd edition.
2: Yeah, to compare it to Magic, again, uh, blue decks are the control decks. Yes. For, and so for X-Wing, uh, Ion Control, like... Uh, I guess one of the most popular ones, What Just Won Galaxies, was a control-centered list. You had a swarm, but the Sloan on Reaper was a control piece. So now if you if you prioritize targets poorly, you get double-stressed for killing a ship. And all of the other ships on his team get modifiers into you, mm-hmm. because you're stressed. So it, it created decision-making control, which is a little abstract, but... Uh, but like affecting
0: it's... what your opponents are able to do from a decision-making standpoint is probably the best form of
2: control. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, anytime, you can, anytime you present your opponents a choice and they can choose wrong is fantastic. Yes. Um, which is why bombs are another excellent piece of control, because your opponent could forget about the bomb or misjudge range or, or whatnot, and then they're just eating free damage that they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like really soft control. Uh, so like starboard slash on low-initiative ships is a soft control. Uh, because you you move over them and give them a strain, but then if they do a blue maneuver, they just clear it immediately. Right. Um, <laughs> it's still soft control. Limited,
1: yeah, it's a limited part of their dial.
2: Yeah, um, but at that point they already dialed it in.
1: Yeah. So, well, like I'm saying, Reg-
2: is another excellent soft control. If you have a yeah. bullseye on them, they know they're going to be assigned a strain or deplete, so they can choose to do a blue to ignore it. But you are in a sense limiting their dial, or they're taking a consequence for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like Django. Yeah, Django, Django is an excellent soft control.
1: Um, uh, elements like uh, Death Troopers, Captain yeah. Phasma Crew, ISB Slicers, things that penalize you from being close to me.
2: Mm-hmm. And so like something like Death Troopers is actually insanely strong control. It's just difficult to pull off, right. which is different from 1st Edition, where 1st Edition, extremely strong control was usually easy it to was pull
0: off. It was a two-point crew card.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like Death Troopers, if somebody is stressed and you can get to range one of them, like particularly on like a reaper they are not going to get to take an action the next turn mm-hmm. uh, cuz you were going to stick to range one of them and they're not going to be able to remove their stress that's an extremely strong uh, control piece but empire does not have a lot of ways to give out stress so it's yes, i hope your opponent stresses themselves yeah so it's uh, it's it is a strong control but not in your control
1: yeah mara jade put on some shiny armor and moved over to the first order
2: yeah, yeah also
0: got right. erased um, yeah. <laughs> but like there's a, you did say Matt that control is mostly inherently defensive and i do disagree there um strain control and tractor control are inherently offensive because yeah. you're reducing their ability to dodge attacks and that includes stuff like zuckus crew or forlam crew mm-hmm. or seavor where you're preventing them from spending tokens or modifying their dice for them on defense yeah
1: right so the idea of control affects your opponent's ships in general yeah
2: and uh, jam is one that we didn't discuss that is a yes. big form of yeah, control. Jam is big control. Yeah. So, uh, so Chopper is actually. Uh, we didn't talk about Chopper. Chopper is probably the most, quote, oppressive form of control because it is entirely in your control how it works. And that that is a very unfun experience for your opponent because it can go on something like an i5 Jedi with double repositions. Uh, and it gets to reposition before it applies the jam. It surely can.
1: Um, oh, man. Etta's yeah. with Chopper are going
2: to be fun. Uh, I think Chopper's still better on Aether sprites. Two,
0: two reposition. The reposition after you move is better than the system phase reposition for yeah. getting to that range one bubble for Chopper yeah. Astronomic.
2: Yeah. For that very there's, fine there's movement.
0: Pretty much every faction has some form of control they can access. Mm-hmm. Um, Scum tends to do it the best because that's kind of their their yeah. uh, faction identity is the mm-hmm. squirrely stuff, and squirrely stuff tends to translate to control. Polub, Torkill, Sevor
1: mm-hmm yeah robbing tokens form of, of your opponent is
2: as the last yeah. weird form of control uh like bigs and selfless and rebels is mm-hmm. a form of control you are controlling how damage is being distributed throughout your list uh which is i think unique to just the rebel faction i guess it is phasma yes. the pilot Her pilot the she takes,
0: yeah she needs yet, it to other people. yeah yeah yeah, um, uh,
1: Zizor.
2: yeah yeah same same thing uh but yeah so for rebels in particular like they have the ability to prevent you from killing ships by passing that damage to other people uh so they're they're controlling your ability to do what you want which is concentrate fire
0: yeah uh Uh,
1: damage passing can also be considered support now support is kind of the flip side of control it's affecting what your ships get to do we talk a lot about force multipliers those are ships that just by inherently being on the field or sometimes doing something they get to make your other ships more powerful uh Making their attacks more accurate. Your sinker, runner, Drea, uh, Malaris, the Lats, uh increasing tracers. Def- yeah, tracers, yeah. uh, increasing defenser survivability like Inaldra or uh I mean, Inaldra, Inal- Inal- Inald-
2: yeah, no, I Saris. think it means Sarasu. Yeah. Sarisoo,
1: yes, sorry. Yeah, Aldra uh, can
0: she can affect her own defense. <laughs> That's not support. That's just That's by a, spending yeah. That's
1: support. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the idea is this is things that make your own ships better just by being around. Mm-hmm. Uh Jan Ores can make one of your ships punch harder. That's a support element right there. Uh, Coordinate is a support
2: element. Yeah, for sure.
0: The big Uh, thing is, you can make a list, a completely control list, and probably have decent success. You can't make a support list, where all the ships are support ships.
2: Yeah, I mean, Rebels are the closest to it, because they have a lot of here... I did my thing, but now you can do it too, like Gavin or Garvin.
1: Yeah, Garvin um, Dries, uh, Tuka Tukatu.
2: Yeah, uh, but those Dutch are mostly gimmicky. Yeah, um, Dutch is ge- the least gimmicky. Yeah, in <laughs> oh, general, yeah, Dutch, the best. How
1: do we do it, Dutch? Yeah, Dutch is probably one of the most iconic support
2: pieces in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Or how Runner, like how Runner is the epitome of supporting a swarm. In, yeah, in Rebels, um, she's
0: the original one. Oh yeah, you said Rebels. yeah. Yes, how Runner is the original one. All the way back to Wave One of One Point Oh.
1: Uh, but we earlier mentioned Admiral Sloan, who is both control and support there. By having Sloan around, you are controlling your opponent by affecting their target priority. And if they choose yeah, that, sure. guess what? You suddenly supported all your ships by making them more efficient. Uh, they get those rerolls out there. Just incredibly good.
2: I do see what you're saying, but I think I would plant her pretty firmly in control. Um, yeah, I think because it's, because it's, the double
0: stress alone would make Sloan good. Yeah. Mention, and like the rerolls are just gravy, I think.
2: Right. And and her, all, her entire premise is around creating bad decisions for your opponent it's controlling yeah. what your opponent does or punishing but, your opponent's decisions you get
0: a bonus but, out of it when they yeah. miss, when they make the mistake yeah, so it, That's it, a pretty it,
2: it, semantic it's soft point control,
0: yeah. for example
1: yeah. when you have ships that depend on their linked actions like your fenrao uh Damron and things like that you know, having Sloane on the other end of the field is suddenly like, oh, I paid all this extra points for this ship, and now I can't do my best. And now I like,
2: gave the entire team Predator. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's awful, man. Yeah. I my game against Nathan. Nathan, at the Crossroads. I won. I played against Nathan. Nathan I.D. in top sixteen, and uh, he was flying a Sloan swarm, and I had my Fen that stressed himself, my Cavill that stressed himself, and two quad jumpers. And some by some miracle, I won that game because Fen yeeted himself past the entire swarm in one shot. The Whisper holding Sloan. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man remember when whisper had a crew slot
2: i'd certainly do <laughs> wish i didn't so the, just, oh, the big okay. thing i'd take away is that support pieces you generally want to focus on like one support piece that's doing something important for your list um, and it
0: usually needs to be able to function as a ship independent of its support as well
2: yeah the um, exception being the lat which is the first like truly dedicated support ship um and i think like, and like A, l3 still, in the escape craft is pretty much in that vein as well. that yeah.
0: is still tanky. Like it still does something on the board besides yeah, it support. eats up hits. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the Correct. the escape crafts that aren't named L3 aren't really viable because <laughs> like this. Lando is Lando mm-hmm. is 12 more points Oh, well, not quite 12. But Lando's like 14. 14- okay, Lando is 3 more than L3 plus the 6 needed for Yeah, 10. he's
2: 9 more points than L3 essentially. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Because if you're not bringing Tag of Star on Lando, why are you bringing Lando? Mm-hmm. But, so Lando is a 35 point.
1: Right. But uh, in general, Escape Craft, uh, the Sheath BB-8 is a great support piece for Rebels out there. Uh, you know, BB-8 is so AP-5? Uh, that, that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Okay. I was like, like, BB-8 is not in Rebel.
0: AP-5, you know I mean? you look at the other Escape craft, or the other Sheath and they're not anything. Because they're not cheap enough to be just a dedicated coordinator in this case
2: yeah well um,
0: like when you want to get over that 35 ish point range you have to be able to do something besides your thing otherwise it's too expensive right. although fenrao
2: is probably one of the, Rao is the other one yeah well, Rao i was, was gonna like, say he's piece. the case he's the case of being both a control and support piece mm-hmm. because his ability controls but the chassis is a support chassis yeah
0: and that's why um, he's the one who's potentially worth his points yeah. which is a lot of them because he's very it's expensive.
2: 50 yeah but
0: yeah. uh he has, He's useful outside of coordinating. Most of the other ones aren't, and when you get above that cheapest one for your coordinator, it tends to be less useful.
1: Okay. So, something to ask uh, both of you guys as a strategy point of view. If you can identify a control piece in your opponent's list, is that your first target priority in most cases?
2: It, it depends, really depends on what the control piece is, Yeah. What's the example um, of some of the control
1: pieces you want to just get away, get off the board immediately? Sloan.
2: Sloan is like the number one. Yeah, if you Sloan, are playing against a Sloan-centric list, your first target should be the Sloan Carrier. Uh, and like, broadside
0: is another one. If I'm playing Aces, I will try yeah, to get Broadside oh, off the table one. right away.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, bigs? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there can sense. be situations where you can just kill stuff through Bigs, but it usually requires very high-octane offense.
0: It's very frustrating um, for the
2: big player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I, like so other examples would be like uh when the Seer Swarm was popular, Seer is who you really wanted to kill first. Uh, particularly when it was the the party bot version. Okay. Um so like if you kill Seer, you shut down all of their synergies. But if you kill the other ones first, you're actually enabling all of their synergies. So so Sear should be your your priority target.
0: And like if their control is guaranteed versus um dice based like the difference between a quad jumper or a tractor beam or a tractor beam cannon Mm -hmm. like the quad jumper is guaranteed and much more of an immediate threat
2: or to take uh from coruscant this weekend the neil voss who knocked me out had the two tractor beam six two ion cannon ones and two fangs and so both the tractor beam and ion cannon six are forms of control but the tractor beams were much more important to take out first because they enabled everything else in the list much better. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it, it's definitely by a, a matchup by matchup it's, basis Yeah.
0: And that's yeah. a different. We could have, do an episode on that any day of the week. Yeah. Like how to determine target priority in your opponent's list. I, I would really say that a, comes with experience.
2: Yeah. And I would say a simple way to do that is picture yourself playing the list that you're playing against, and what would you not want to lose first? So, like, with that, that, for example, if I'm looking at that list against an ace list, I'm going, I need to keep these tractor beams alive as long as possible, because if I can hit a tractor beam, I can win the game. But if I let him pick them off, I lose a ton of power. Um, stuff like that. Like, that's that's super generic and still requires some baseline knowledge. But, uh, but, I, like, I try to put myself in my opponent's shoes as much as I can, like, pregame, to think about what, what do they not want to lose? Because that's probably what I want to focus first. Plus, I do
0: that while choosing my maneuvers too like if i was my opponent what maneuvers would i do right now kind of thing like Mm -hmm. that's just a good thing to do in general and uh but yeah really um control wise there's good control and there's less good control and uh the guarantee control is usually what i try to take out first
1: indeed well hopefully that uh answered your question jeremy and uh to anybody else out there gave uh, a bit of an idea about pieces you can put together in a list uh Support to help your aces. Control to help your offense. There's control lots of tools to help in your toolbox. Aces, Support to yeah. help
0: your offense. Like, exactly. Um, all, all you can mix and match like all kinds of stuff. But the main point is there's no such thing as a support list, and control lists really aren't viable. <laughs> yeah when a control are the
2: viable they're usually nerfed pretty quick because yeah, yeah. they're, they're extremely unfun to play against awful to play against yeah, um yeah.
0: triple wookies in one with the tactician expertise was one
2: uh so, a 2 uh, example of something that got nerfed pretty hard was the polyp forlam shenanigans that were going yes. on at the beginning of second edition all
0: like, of the got smushed because you could squish yeah. the two of them together in a list with boba fett still <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. and have a control list that hit really hard mm. um one of the more frustrating so yeah, so Voron is
2: actually a, a very, like, he's it, along the same line as Chopper, where you control his, like, how he dishes out his control pretty accurately. Uh, for those that don't don't know, uh, at the end of the engagement phase, he gets to pass the stress to a ship at range 0 to 1 of himself, and the, uh, the what is that, the G1A's dial is just all red maneuvers. It's just chocolate <laughs> so red
0: maneuvers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but so like, the big thing, he's a yeah.
2: medium base, so he's pretty quick, so you just slam him into people with red maneuvers. And then go okay. Here, have a stress to the end of the the engagement phase, which also means I'm unstressed, so I can do another red maneuver next turn to do think the exact that same two thing. Swing
0: two K right over you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, he, he Fourlam is one of the best versions of like pilot ability and chassis synergy. Because yeah. when he does a red maneuver, when he fully executes one, he gets a calculate. Plus, he can pass a stress to an enemy anim- to any ship, including a friendly ship, if you desperately need to get rid of Fourlam stress, like. Yeah, I love Parlam. I know he's awful, but I love him. <laughs> All right.
1: So, in closing, here as we wrap it up, uh, we do have, we've mentioned the Django's Fire Spray. We've talked about support and control. We covered the Coruscant Open. There is uh, another coming up soon. No,
2: there is another. <laughs> I, I'm uh, really terrible at
1: trying to do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Um... I know early on in the podcast, we talked about the Missouri Chlorian, which is the St. Louis, Columbia, Kansas City big team event that we have. Uh, unfortunately, due to uh, the times we're in, we are delaying that for this year. Uh, normally, it happens in late December, early January. Uh, we're postponing it until an undetermined amount of time. So we're not going 24. 24. Yeah, uh, to 25. Yeah. But as kind of a, a holdover... Uh, we have planned the Mini Chlorion, which is a Tashi Station versus Saint Louis Scrubcast SmackDown. Uh, for those that don't know the Saint Louis Saint Louis has a podcast as well, the Scrubcast. Uh, the hosts are Matt Carey, Dan Peterson, Clint Houston, and Emily Rastle. Is that her last mm-hmm. name? Yes. Yeah. Um, they're all 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 great. Um, and we uh, we have a friendly rivalry with them, so we're gonna we're gonna have a, we're gonna see who's the best. Uh, that's gonna take nice. place it's going to take place on december 12th uh we are going to stream it uh particularly specifically my father bob howe uh and uh arch alliance native mark myers are going to be the co-commentators and judges uh i don't know the i don't think they've figured out the stream information yet
0: that both judges are part of st louis
2: yeah but they also have both been on tosh station Um. Yeah. Which is uh, are actively <laughs> trying to sabotage us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's going to take place on December 12th. Uh, I believe the planned start time is 10 a.m. Central, uh, although that is subject to change. Uh, it's going to be four-man teams, so uh, Greg is going to be our fourth man. Yep, uh, it's a four-round round robin, so you're going to play everybody on the other team, uh, guaranteed. Okay. We've managed um, to
1: schedule also so that if you're watching on stream for all four rounds you will see all eight of us play
2: yeah exactly that'll yeah, be great and then factions are unique within teams so uh we can't all run spam texts, for example
1: uh, and only i one of us we can.
2: have
0: also we have no, also yeah uh, we
2: can, yeah we did we, we gentlemen spam spam text as well i don't think it's a big deal now that it's nerfed but uh you know nobody wants to see why did need we gentlemen's ban something
0: i want a gentleman's ban
2: Guri. <laughs> That's not a gentleman's (laughs) stand. That's a targeted ban. So, yeah, yeah, we'll have uh, more details to come for sure. And I'm sure we'll talk about it more on the podcast. But that's our very early hype. The Mini Chlorian. Come check us out.
1: Indeed. If you like things that get banned at random intervals, you might also look at Gold Squadron's upcoming Flightcast series, which uh, if you go to Gold Squadron Podcast's Facebook and website, you'll learn about it. Kind of like uh, if you missed out on the Galactic Qualifiers, here's another chance to play some kind of wacky X-Wing. Part of it is going to be an ongoing six-week league where in each week they will add something new to a community and rather capricious ban list. And there will also be uh, a number of, I believe, four six-round tournaments which have odd formats such as... uh, the overdrive format where you have to bring three to I believe it's uh five to eight ships and your list total has to be between 219 and 221
0: points
1: (laughs) weird weird just fun things like that again uh goldsquadronpodcast.com it's got all the information I kind of like this idea of just it's the end of the year it's going to be December and January just have some wacky fun with x-wing so
2: yeah yeah I uh I'm not sure if I'm going to participate in it yet but it's months away still so I can't yeah there,
1: there's time so
2: it's it's definitely really neat either way and a nice change of pace
0: yeah. yeah it's nice that dion is doing everything he can to keep this community together during mm-hmm. these trying times
1: for sure absolutely well with that guys uh do we have any shout this week
0: my father bob how his He's father bob how yeah. <laughs> he actually accepted me as a son so that's true. I they have, also I have
2: written proof. savagely attacked us on Ko-Fi. <laughs> that's <Indeed>. true.
1: <laughs> well, so how, how much will it take to make our ship to make, to make this podcast good? Uh keep it coming. There's no right? amount.
2: We can't be bought.
0: But you know like, feel free to keep You can feel free to try. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure uh, there's a number. It might have 7 digits. Yeah.
2: But <laughs> each 7 digits each
0: to be specific.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Tashi Station Podcast. We can be bought. We
0: can be bought.
1: Give us, uh, give
0: us, give us money. We're poor. I'm
1: going to give a definite shout out here to uh, John Reinig, the manager of our local Game Cafe game store, who has done a lot to try and, in normal times, absolutely sponsor all our local events and keep us going. And while we've been unable to make it out to the store, he's been making sure he's keeping our spirits up in our group chat and uh, just being an all-around great guy. Uh John got hit with the uh, the COVID and has uh, he, he's on the mend. He's doing better, but he's had a, a week or so of really, really rough times and was able to keep his spirits up, let us all know. We've all been pulling for him, and uh, thankfully, again, he is on the mend, so things are getting better. We wanted to take this, this time to say, John, yo, thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for being a part of our lives and uh, a great friend as well as being just our local game store daddy. Uh, oh, get better soon.
2: <laughs> I'm not disagreeing, <laughs> but what? <laughs> uh, it's also a perfect example of why you should wear a mask everywhere all the time. Because indeed, Guys, like John's... stop
1: infecting your local game store. Employees. Yeah,
2: people like John can't help but be in contact with people all the time, and John and wears a right. mask all the time. And yeah, he does. But like, that's so, it's, it. Just goes to show that everybody taking it seriously would create a lot less cases.
0: Stop hurting our John. Yeah. Exactly.
2: They took uh, our John.
0: They <laughs> took her. Jesus <laughs> we were talking about you already <laughs> <on right here. laughs> oh, end this episode. Hey, Craig, you leave. Craig, leave. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Flat. Flat.
0: Flat. All right. Flat. So,
1: on that bombshell for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe and I'm Alex Middle. For John's sake, wear a mask, folks.
0: mask, 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 mask. 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 Oh, where's the robot chicken? We need the masks
1: Hi, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. If you'd like to support us and help offset our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash Station Radio and toss us a few credits to help keep the Hut cartels off our backs. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio and X-Wing Podcast, on Twitter at Tashi Station XW, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Station X-Wing. As always, thank you for
0: listening. Be sure to like and hit subscribe. Yubby Yub.